0: The board Gamers anonymous. The podcast with board gamers and the insane fun we have at the table together. This is Chris. Hey, and this is Anthony. And this is episode three hundred and seventy-seven. If you like Arc Nova, try these other games. We like to thank all of our Patreon backers for helping us bring you a brand new episode. All right, friends, we are back, and of course, we are back with the latest and greatest. And you can't talk about the latest and greatest these days without talking about the greatest game of all time, Ark Nova. Absolutely
1: undisputed. You cannot possibly (laughs) say any other game is any better. Otherwise you are a crime against board games and not Uh just uh committing a crime. You personally are a crime (laughs) (laughs) down to your core.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ark Nova. It's a good game. It's a good game. it's a, it's a very good game. We've reviewed it previously and we've we've both enjoyed it. So uh, we obviously are going to talk about Arc Nova and what makes it so wonderful and all of the games that are I guess somewhat connected to it, whether it's through a theme, whether it's through a me- uh, mechanic, I mean there's so many good things to talk about in reference to Arc Nova, especially all the games that Arc Nova builds from. And all the other places you can go with that. But if you'd like to hear our full review on Arc Nova, that's episode 366. Anthony reviews it there, and I talk about it as well. But we'll talk more about that on our feature review. And I think it's going to be a good one. We haven't done If You Like in quite some time, Anthony. Because, I don't know, there hasn't been anything like this big in quite some time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the goal of this segment is... Here's a game everybody's playing. Here's some other stuff you might like. And uh, sure. we really haven't had like a, a blockbuster in a couple of years. Yes. So. Yeah. Nova's so doing it.
0: Out. <laughs> this has done it. This has really done it. And we're going to talk about it. So stay tuned. Whether you have played it, not played it, love it, or hate it, you're going to learn about some great games that are related to it. And I think that's going to be some great stuff to get to the table. But Anthony, before we go into our feature review, again... The most important part of each and every episode is our listeners and their conversation. So let's talk about what they're talking about. Anthony, what's our question of the week? All right. Question of the week this
1: week. And this one kind of, as many of these questions are, was spurred by me poking around in my own collection. (laughs) Which game in your collection would you most like to see fully painted? And so for me, this is which game should I be painting right now? For many people, it's what game should I pay to have painted? And for others, still. That's it. me.
0: <laughs>
1: what game Not do gonna I wish going to do it. Game already painted. Um, yes. All right. So we got a ton of answers. Everybody's got these games. These big Kickstarter behemoths that come in. They're unpainted. They have 500 oh, miniatures. Geez. And you look at them and you're like, I mean, those miniatures are cool, but they're all gray. Everything's gray. So... <laughs> Here's the stuff people want to get painted. Uh, Charlie says, definitely Ankh. Simon did a great job on those minis. We had several people mention Ankh. I think five or six mentions of Ankh. We've played Ankh. Those miniatures are amazing. Just absolutely fantastic. Right? Absolutely. Blood Rage is great. Rising Sun's amazing. Ankh, I think, takes it to an even different level above all that. Uh, Even if I don't own it, I wish I did just for the miniatures. So definitely understand that one uh nathan says luckily my teenager loves painting minis and has painted imperial assault in gloomhaven as we unlock more you are very lucky nathan uh she asked for another game to paint so i had to break my spending freeze and picked up cthulhu death may die the only problem was we weren't allowed to play until she was finished painting oh Uh, no bought the game in January and we just had the first game this weekend. And I just posted this question last week. So this is like June 1st, uh, worth the wait to have it painted. So Nathan and Nathan's daughter. (laughs) Good on you, especially Nathan's daughter. That's, that's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of painting. Mm. Um, Carlos mentions war of the ring, black Rose wars, perseverance, castaway chronicles. And of course, anachrony, uh, but then notes, I have neither the time nor the skill. I stopped painting D and D minis back in the 80s when they were still made of lead.
0: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no.
1: Back in the day when the miniatures would poison you, that was good. Um, <laughs> Rodney says, Arkham horror. I'm halfway through painting all the minis, but I think it will be a lifelong project to finish. Uh, we have several more mentions of Black Rose Wars. Jeffrey mentions Black Rose Wars. Tim, a uh, good friend of the show, Tim mentions Black Rose Wars as well as Mythic Battles, Pantheon, and Ankh. Um, I've not played Black Rose Wars, but the fact that everybody keeps mentioning the miniatures from that game makes me want to play it. So we should we should make that happen. Um, Sounds good. Tom mentions the Zulkan wheels. So... oh. This- this has been way high on my list for a long time i really want to paint those wheels um
0: i might actually get my daughter to do that (laughs) i honestly i mean we've been doing this podcast for quite some time and board gaming much even much much longer than that but i think those Zulkin wheels are just the perfect thing more than anything else in board gaming to paint yes i mean they're they move they're dynamic i mean they're you put the you put the meeples in, you take them out, the, the pegs and stuff like that. And they always look good. I've seen so many versions of this. Mm-hmm. And usually the problem with my, you know, painting is I'm always worried about ruining it. Like I, I I've actually painted before. So it's kind of weird, but those wheels always look great once they're painted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I would love to paint
1: these. I really need to get them out and paint them. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. So like I said, we had, 50 or so comments on this. I'm not going to read all of them. So if you did submit a comment, thank you. Uh, Just a handful more, though. People mentioned some certain games that I thought were interesting to talk about. Um, Descent 2nd Edition. Lots and lots of good miniatures in there before it gets to the crazy expensive Descent that they just released. Uh, War of the Ring was already mentioned, but several more people mentioned it. Adam in particular just said, just did War of the Ring. I'm very happy about it. It's a game changer. And then next up, they're going to work on Battlestar Galactica, which... I'd be afraid to paint cuz the replacement would be so expensive. <laughs> I don't want to pass yeah. looking at a print game. Um, we did have one or two mentions of Arcadia Quest, but I was a little surprised mm-hmm. how few people mentioned Arcadia Quest because sure. of how many miniatures are in there. I think that game has really fallen down the depth chart a lot in the last couple of sure. years.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, Starcadia so Quest came out and kind of somewhat supplanted it a little bit and then even even Starcadia the last week or so has been on like massive sale on top of everything else. Yeah. It's
1: like half off everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Imperial assault was mentioned a couple times. Wolfenstein board game, Scythe, uh, blood rage, perseverance, anachrony a couple more times. So everybody's got one of these, uh, except for Scott who says most wood cubes come (laughs) pre-painted. Good for you, Scott. Big Scott. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, like I actually I reorganized my basement not too long ago when I was putting away the games I used in my classroom. And I, I just made a giant shelf of just stuff I want to paint. And it was depressing. I was like This is too many things to paint. I'm never going to do all this. Um, So I feel all of your pain. That's where this question came from. And thank you to everybody who responded.
0: Yeah, I think those miniature games, right? You actually have to have your armies painted before you can play. It's like one of the kind of basic rules.
1: Yeah, yeah. Warhammer. Um, I yeah. don't know which other ones require that, but I know Warhammer definitely does for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I guess like you mentioned, Anthony, Arcadia quest was always one of the collections that I felt needed to be painted and they actually do sell, I guess, I don't know if it's all of the characters. I don't think it's all the characters because there's so many like Kickstarter characters, but like you can buy several boxes of the characters painted and they mm-hmm. go for like one fifty each. And it's not, incredibly crazy but it it seems a little weird because you already have the characters they're just not painted so you're Mm -hmm. buying the characters again a second time and then i guess the only other thing i could think of well i mean i think of a lot of things in fact i I mean whiz kids with their star trek attack queen had like terrible paint jobs so i would need someone to strip and repaint those just because they were terrible Uh, but you know generally like i've been kind of okay without things getting painted I do like the dry brush kind of technique where you could see some of the definition of the characters. I, I guess another one would be... oh, geez, let's see. Rivet Wars was shown off, painted quite well. I thought that looked really nice. Obviously, now the Marvel United and the X-Men United getting a lot of screen time. You've seen a lot of people painting those figures and mm-hmm. doing an excellent job. So I think it's something about those chibis with the nice soft round corners without the like in painful details that I think that people are kind of drawn to for painting. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So again, thank you for everyone for commenting, please jump over there and see all the places you could go with all of your pains. Uh Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But again, you could find all of these great social media sites and services for board gamers, anonymous everywhere. But in particular, the best place to always to find them is on our website, board gamers, anonymous, Dot com please check us out we want you to go there to see all the other things that people are talking about <laughs> all right anthony so that's everything that's going to our listeners let's talk about the games that we want at the table and then eventually get painted let's talk about our acquisition disorders
1: all right yeah so uh a game that was announced th- sometime this last week i don't remember exactly when but you sent it to me um i is did terra nova <laughs>
0: uh-huh
1: this is a self-described, simplified version of the globally acclaimed strategy game, Terra Mystica, which I didn't know right away, but I looked at the cover and I was like, is this like a terra, my first Terra Mystica? What is this? And uh, <laughs> that seems to be what it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this game has 10 factions and mm-hmm. simplifies the general rules of Terra Mystica, which is a fairly complex strategy game in its own right. Uh, looking at the pictures, and we don't have much more than the pictures at this point, it's a relatively... They've announced that it's happening, the pre-orders go up at the end of June, and it doesn't come out until Essen, so we don't know a ton about the game, other than what we can see in like the one screenshot that Capstone is giving us, but it's got a map, very similar to Terra Mystica, it's got goals that you're working towards throughout each of the rounds, it's got player mats for the 10 different factions, it's got uh, power that's moving through the little bowls, different types of buildings, but there are less buildings, there's no cult track, there's fewer icons, fewer bonuses. Like there's just less stuff happening in the photograph. Mm. And and you can kind of tell it's less because the game is $55 whereas Terra Mystica I don't know what the base game is anymore like 80 90 um but if you want all the stuff it's 150 for the ultimate edition. So This is definitely like a boiled down version of the game. It's not immediately clear how involved the original designers of the game are. Uh, Board Game Geek lists the designers, Andreas Fowl, who has no other credits. This is their first game design credit, and they don't even list the other designers of the original game on this. Uh, Jens Drogmuller and Held Ostertag. Uh, So. I don't know. We Nobody really knows like who's involved here and who worked on the game. Um, some, there was a Reddit thread that went around like the things that are different in the game just based on the pictures. So again, this is all speculation, but no workers. So the only resource in the game is money and power. No cult track, no temples, no priests, no town tokens. Um, so just removing a bunch of stuff and streamlining the game in general. It looks like there are no citadels, but there are two fortresses. Uh, whatever that might mean. The map is smaller. Uh, it is, I believe, just four players uh, instead of the possible five in Terra Mystica. So just less stuff. I don't know what that means. This could be great and make a more accessible, maybe better balanced version of the game. We'll see. Um, it's not an insta-buy for me because I love Terra Mystica and I love Gaia Project. I love the complexity of them. If this is literally just that boiled down to a simpler version, I'm probably not interested, but if it's a more accessible streamlined version, that's better balanced that I could play with slightly newer players, I might pick it up. So uh, Terra Nova, hopefully we get more information soon. So we can all decide whether we want to pre-order it or not. Cause <laughs> pre-orders go up in four weeks and I don't know anything about the game yet. Uh, but It's an interesting idea in general that they're even doing it because you see things like my first Agricola or my first, you know, Stone Age or something. You're like, okay, I guess I could see that. But Terra Mystica, like, okay, this is clearly not a children's game. It's still 12 plus. So who's the audience here? Uh, Let me see how the game plays.
0: Yeah, I had a conversation with multiple people online when this kind of popped up and people were like, they don't. They were a couple of people were saying like they don't understand why they did this because Terra Mystica is again uh, again depending on how they they kind of frame this but they were like oh this is an easy game I I play this it's not a problem it's still a three point nine seven on Board oh, Game Geek it's not an easy game no no <laughs> and I, I've played it several times I I want to love this game there there's so yeah. many reasons for me to love this game. And I just, for whatever, and I've played it multiple times. I haven't played Gaia Project that many times. I might have played it three times. But I played Terra Mystica, I would say, at least six to eight times, at least. And I think it's fine. I don't, again, like, you know, if you say, do you want to play? I'm like, yeah, I want to play this. And then I'm just like, huh. And again, I'm not sure. It It might be the fact that, it's so it's such a chess like game where we talked about this previously like if you go to board game geek there is like opening moves and like what's the best mm-hmm. terraforming you know chain that you should do based on the race that you have and your position on the board like I think that's fantastic I am so not interested in that to be honest <laughs> with you like i don't like it's good it's just not my thing and that's also the reason why I'm not even though I play chess hundreds of times now at this point, but like not interested in chess. Like that's not, it's not my game. I don't, I don't, it just doesn't do a thing. But yeah, there's just something about Terra Mystica that's like. We talked about this before, like in in, in relation to Wingspan or other games. Like, there's a lot of things that you have to keep in mind, right? There's a lot of challenges, especially like building near each other, but separate from it's. I welcome this. This is also from Capstone games. And I don't think they've done anything that's been particularly light or generic or like silly stupid. I think the lightest thing that I I'm aware of and I think this is capstone is what um the fruit game on the island, right?
1: Oh yeah, I Juicy. I think fruits. that was
0: Juicy yeah. Fruits, which I think but even that is still a game. It's not a game experience. It's actually a real game.
1: Oh. So yeah.
0: it's they they pitched yeah. that I played that. They pitched that as like family
1: weight It's heavier on the family weight side. I tried to play it with my kids, and I had to walk them through it multiple times.
0: There you go. So I I think this is a great idea. Again, I don't think Terra Mystica is beyond most gamers' reach. If you've never played it, you should play it. I think it's one of the modern-day classics of board gaming. Gaia Project is better in some ways, but I think the artwork is superior up and down with the... You Terra Mystica here. So yeah, this is good. This is good. If it brings more people to the game, all for it. It might be, you know, you never know. It might be a better game. I mean, it's possible. I don't know how, but you know, it's a thing. (laughs) It it is possible.
1: Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I'm with you.
0: Well, speaking about games and endless numbers of reiterations, uh, our good friend, and I know yours, Reiner Knizia, is coming out with a game called san francisco uh san francisco is a game about urban planning and reconstruction in the city of san francisco and it's really interesting because you will create your own city plan for the city and it utilizes a lot of interesting concepts you're actually building up your own little particular tableau and also there's a grid system to it so there is a little bit of not just like putting cards down on a table, but where you position these rows and columns of different types of buildings, whether they're parks, residential, commercial, and such. You've seen some of these games before, like there's like a suburbia here, but this is obviously right at Canizia, so it's very streamlined game, very mathematical, and you are putting together these five different types of city plans, but what's there's an extra level here, which is nice. It reminds me of Sprawlopolis, where you're also trying to tie together the cable car system in San Francisco. And it comes with little wooden meeples that you'll actually be able to put together. So you're building these city boards together. Um, you're building your own city board together. You're putting plants in place. You're building up those particular areas. And then it offers you an opportunity to actually build skyscrapers, which is really cool because who who doesn't like skyscrapers? They're awesome. So um, it offers Reiner Knizia, which is always known as this like hard, streamlined mathematical games with a really, you know, really fun theme, um, a really nice graphic design here. And it looks to be, you know, a light to medium weight uh, board game out there, a little bit of a throwback. From you know, back in the day, it's not a modern San Francisco. This is like 20th century San Francisco. So um there isn't too much information. It comes out this year, two to four players, about forty-five to sixty minutes. Uh San Francisco from Ryan of check it out when it comes out. Yeah, it
1: looks good. It looks interesting. Mm-hmm. I uh I love this time of year. This is when we start getting all the SN releases that they've been holding back mm-hmm. on. So and all the big German designers always have something. So all of your favorite designers will have something. <laughs> like, <laughs> you may not like it, but they're coming out with something.
0: Um, this one looks yeah. good, though. I'm, I'm excited to see more about it. Yeah, I'm ready to see Is always a win. It's just a matter of like how much of a theme is actually in the game. And this has a different take on it. So, and I always like city building. City building is awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right, so that's all the games that we want to hit the table. Let's now get on to our feature review. So for our feature review this week, we are talking about... Arc Nova. So, if you like or love Arc Nova, you should absolutely, positively try out these other games. So, Anthony, have you heard of Arc Nova by chance? I. It's the only game I've heard of. It's the
1: most important <laughs> game. It's the biggest game. It's it is a pretty big game actually. It's physically large. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's and how many copies do you own of Arc Nova at this point? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. There's, okay, so yeah. so you are. You're you you're a casual fan then. If you only old yes. thirty seven, right? Okay, yes. gotcha, no, gotcha. I mean,
1: I'm not I'm not up there yet. I don't quite have the time
0: to to really put uh-huh, into this uh-huh, game. Uh-huh. Yet, but you know, I've well, played if you want two to play three times today. So, uh huh. Good. All right. So 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 a little bit below average, but that's okay. Yep. We're not criticizing you. You should at least have four to five a day. But all right, all right, okay. To so each his own. Not going to criticize it. Yeah, that sounds yep. good. Yep. Now we, there's the there's the morning arc nova for the
1: family. To make <laughs> sure the kids understand the arc nova. <laughs> It's it's in their brains going forward into school. That's all they're thinking about at school is Ark Nova. Um, that's right. That's right. After dinner, Arc Nova, and then the pre bed uh-huh, uh-huh. Because you got to do it you before you go to sleep. Because then if you don't, you're not dreaming about Arc Nova.
0: There you go. There you go. There There it is. So, Anthony, Arc Nova. We, we talked about this way back on episode 366, which was our full review. Uh, I believe you were a buy on this, and I was a yes. strong play on this. Yeah, I think I was a so- soft
1: buy. You were a strong play. So we were close. Yes, and I just, I very close enough. Yeah,
0: there you go. All right. Well, why don't you tell us about Arc Nova? Yeah, I mean, this is a game in which you
1: are building a what they call a modern zoo, which I guess is just <laughs> not an old zoo in which you throw animals in a cage and people point and laugh, but you're actually trying to do things that are helping the animals. So it's conservation projects and, and building broad, you know, accessible, um, uh, ways for people to come visit the animals. And so it's, it's basically a tableau builder in which you're going to get a bunch of different types of animals and different types of effects that you can place in front of you, um, sponsors, they call them, and these mm-hmm. are going to build out yours, your personal zoo, right? It's one of those games that you've call uh, multiplayer solitaire, which some people use as a, a derogatory term, but I enjoy these types of games in which everybody's kind of working towards similar goals, and you're just trying to maximize the efficiency of how you do it with the resources that are in front of you. Um, So the game itself, there are five actions. It uses that Civilization New Dawn mechanic of Mm -hmm. five different actions, and then the furthest to the right the action is, the more powerful it is. And once you use Mm -hmm. it, it drops down to the first slot and starts over moving up the chain. Um, So you can get new cards, you can build stuff in your personal zoo, enclosures for the animals you're getting. You can place animals in your zoo by playing cards down into your tableau. You can take the association action to do all sorts of different things, including making partnerships with other zoos, completing different conservation projects, etc. cetera. Um, and you can place sponsors in your tableau. And these are like individuals or companies that you could work with that um, give you money or give you special effects and kind of help you. It's the effect card from, ter- uh, from uh, Terraforming Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's it. You're going to go through that and you're going to keep doing that. There's not really really a round number because of the way that the break system works, but you're going to go through and do this until the end game is triggered and then see where everybody lands in terms of having built out their uh, personal zoo. Um, it's fun. It's clever. It has a lot of different mechanics taken from a lot of different games that we all know. Um, we talked about a lot of them during our review. I mentioned Civilization of New Dawn. I mentioned Terraforming Mars. Wingspan is another one. Those are the easy ones. We're not going to mention those like blatantly, like the easy, easy <laughs> uh, games we could reference are the ones that the game clearly draws from, which are Wingspan, Covering yes. Mars, those tableau builder games in which you're building an engine um, that are very popular. Uh, but there's a lot of other stuff too, whether you're looking at the conservation side, the environmental side, or if you're looking at the actual mechanics of the game.
0: Very, very true. And again, like the, like we said, there's a lot of great games it draws from a lot of games that are just like their cousins at the very least. Right. And it does it really well. Uh, and again, that's the, you know, that's the, I don't know, Anthony, you probably know this better than I do. Like the mark of like great art where it's like, if you borrow something and you, in this case, board gaming, if you see it, right. And mm-hmm. it's not good. But if you, if you steal something to the point where it now becomes your possession and it's integrated and you're like, Oh, this is, I like this a lot. And I think that's, I mean, we make fun of it, but it's, it's really true. And it's earned that when you do play arc Nova, you do feel like you're playing arc Nova. I don't necessarily feel like I'm playing terraforming Mars with skin on it. It is arc Nova. And I appreciate that. And I, they made it their own.
1: Yeah. I mean, we joke a little bit, but that is what art is. Like, yes, I, I, I get very frustrated looking at like all the lawsuits and the patent trolling and everything that happens in 21st century
0: mm-hmm.
1: media in general and how people like this game ripped off this game because it used this mechanic. Like, that's just what art is. Nobody invented anything. You'd have to go back yeah. to like, you know, cave drawings, Cavemen, <laughs> Yeah. Like for original ideas, like every, everybody's ripping off everybody going back hundreds of years. So as long as you make it your own and you build something unique around it, then fantastic. You've evolved it. That's that's what we're trying yes. to do. That's what art is. It's uh, new mm-hmm. new interpretations and evolution of existing ideas. Ark Nova is both of those things. So
0: yeah, and it's and it's still strange. It's something we should point out for those who don't know is that board game mechanics are not eligible for copyright, and we've seen that a lot. So we've seen a lot of mechanics pop up again and again without any particular problems or issues but it is nice when designers kind of reference the stuff that they've like used from other games, because that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about other games (laughs) that use (laughs) same stuff like that. So if you did not see that in the rule book or the acknowledgements, welcome to those rule books and acknowledgements here on the podcast.
1: Exactly. Yes. That's the one thing caveat I will give because Mm -hmm. I I am an English teacher. If you're going to take something and reiterate on it, please Uh do. That's amazing. You're going to create something new. Mention the original source. Like, don't just pretend you came up with it out of a, like, in a vacuum. (laughs) You've not, nobody did. Uh, Drives me crazy. But yes, uh, original ideas abound nowhere in the world. So
0: I've I've been in grad school and college for so long that every once in a while I do air quotes when I mention something. I'm like, damn it, APA, you're making me cite everything. It's in my brain now.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yeah, we, we so, are citation machines here, guys.
0: We are, unfortunately. So, but Anthony, again, let's talk about all the fun citations here. Let's talk about all the great games that we love so much that utilize so many great things from Arc Nova. So whether or not you've if you've never played Arc Nova, these games are excellent to give you an idea. If you might like Arc Nova, if you love Arc Nova, these are other games you should get to the table because you'll love those games, too. And if you don't like Ark Nova, but maybe there's some part of it that actually really does click with you, you might find that in these games. So there's a lot to learn from these lists. And Anthony, let's talk about the games that, you know, if you like Ark Nova, you should try out these other games. So why don't you start us off? All right. So first up for me, I'm going to mention Dominant
1: Species and just by extension, Dominant Species Marine because yes. they use kind of the same system. Um, mm hmm. And the reason I mention these two games is they are about animals going forth into the world and competing for resources and dominance, right? Now, Arc Nova Mm -hmm. is not, it's about the animals, but you are an individual building a zoo and trying to conserve these animals. But the game is super focused on the animals, right? You're looking at the cards, you're seeing the different things they do. The abilities are kind of mapped out on the cards and help, like the actions you gain from playing them. Dumit Mm -hmm. species is very thematic in that way as well. Like the different types of species that you interact with, whether you're playing the the original game and you're birds or mammals or lizards or whatever, or you're playing the new game and you're playing as, as one of the different types of sea creatures or all the different versions of that that come up in the different cards. It's highly thematic, right? Like the things you do make sense. You know, Mm -hmm. the the birds can spread out very quickly. The insects, there's a bunch of them, right? There's the food chain order, like the larger creatures are, you know, at the top of the food chain and they always break ties. Whereas the ones at the bottom get to go first because they're faster and more nimble, right? Like those things are just baked into the game, right? We always talk about wingspan, baking in those mechanics of Mm -hmm. the different types of birds into the game. Dominant species Mm -hmm. did that first, just in a very complex format. Um, which has made it less accessible to people. So if you're looking for like, I love animals. I want more animals in my game. I want a game that really represents how they act and interact, but I want
0: it heavier and longer. Dominance. <laughs> yeah. And again, it has that similar card purchasing or card selection mechanic, just like an like Arc Nova and also that grid mechanic where you're actually, the grids come into play. So... Definitely a lot of great stuff that's pulled from a, an amazing board game. Yep. All right. Well, speaking of those different interesting mechanics, the first thing that popped into my head when I was playing Arc Nova was like, you know what? This reminds me of something. And in particular, when you play Arc Nova, there is this long, long line or market of cards that you can choose from. Again, throughout the game, that market becomes more and more open and available for you. But the cards in those markets are a number of different things. Some of those are expansions. Some of those are particular leaders. Some of those are scientists. Some of those are cultural centers. And they all kind of work together. They kind of build on each other in order to give you points, to give you power, to give you abilities that you didn't have previously. Um, Leaders, particular leaders in those particular countries and fields. And I was like, you know what? Actually, in fact, it does remind me of something, and that's Through the Ages, A New Story of Civilization. So if you've ever played Through the Ages, either the original or A New Story of Civilization, it has that same primary market where all the different types of cards come out. So sometimes they're scoring cards. Sometimes they are set collection cards. Sometimes they're leader cards. And in that game, you are building up a civilization from pretty much from scratch, You're building up the government, you're building up the military, you're utilizing leaders, but as the game goes on, the ages pass, and as the different eras go on, your leaders age out, and also your buildings and your wonders become challenged from the ravages of time, and new technologies come on board for you to be able to play, to score more points, and to benefit over what you've done over previous generations. It is a fantastic, wonderful game that really utilizes that tech tree mechanic just like an Arc Nova and it offers a lot of variety and challenges you're never sure exactly what's going to come up when it's going to come up but when it does come up it comes up in that kind of historic era progression which allows you to build up a really wonderful tableau of cards that supports your population your resources and your science throughout so through the ages a new story of civilization
1: uh, that is a good one Yep, that really mm-hmm. captures it really well Uh, next one up for me is, uh, not quite as heavy as either of those two games. Uh, it is, you know, within Arc Nova, one of the main things you're trying to do is get different types of animals into your zoo that kind of play off of one another, right? So often you'll have sponsors that will give you benefits or bonuses for having, you know, lizards or having birds or having, uh, different types of animals that match locations that you might have partnerships with, right? And one of the games that really has done that quite well, especially with the animal theme, uh, going back almost 10 years now, is Evolution, right? And specifically, Evolution Climate, which has come out recently. uh, Well, not I say recently, it was like five years ago, but more recently than the original game, kind of adds an extra layer to that, makes it a little more complex. So in the original game, you're worried about starvation and carnivores, you gotta keep your people, keep your animals fed, and you gotta make sure that they survive. Now you also have to deal with climate effects as the the world around them is constantly changing. Um, and so it makes it a little more complex. The game is ho- almost up to a three complex rating, whereas the original is a little bit lower. And it still has kind of those basic mechanics of you're building, you're trying to adapt these different um, creatures that you have in, to survive as effectively as possible. So whether that's, making sure they have the heavy fur they need to deal with it being so cold outside or the nocturnal effect to deal with um, how hot it is outside. Whatever the world is doing in this particular game, you're adjusting accordingly. So you are evolving them, you're adjusting them. And so it has this idea of how the world changes, has this idea of being needing to deal with these changes and that can come through. Um, And you are at the same time kind of taking these cards and kind of building this tableau in front of you that kind of represents that. Uh, so it's a little more combative. It's definitely more interactive than a game like Arc Nova, but it has a lot of similarities in terms of the animals you're placing and the way the synergies build up through the cards that you play.
0: Absolutely. All right, so next thing that really kind of piqued my interest about Arc Nova was the card play. Uh, I love cards that have multiple different things that you can do with them and a lot of cards that um, can really shape your progression throughout the game. So when you start the game of Arc Nova, you start the game with kind of a pre-drafted hand of cards. And those cards kind of allow you to build up moving forward in the future about what type of animals are you going to put in your reservation. But it's not just about those set collections, those victory points and things of that nature, but there's also a select number of cards that actually are your action cards throughout the game. So based on where those cards are in your particular board, your tableau area, you're going to gain a specific action of a specific strength so that you'll be able to do other things in the game. Now, the game that reminded me of that a lot is Lisboa. Now, Lisboa is a game about reconstruction of Lisboa after the Great Earthquake of 1755. Uh, along with the earthquake and the fires and the floods. But what really is interesting about this Vital Cerda game is the opportunity to get this set of cards into your hand and allow you to activate different abilities based upon where the card happens to be in your tableau and how it kind of utilizes special abilities throughout the game. In addition to that special actions cards and how they kind of play into your different tableau, there's also a very interesting grid that comes into play. So just like Ark Nova, where you put these different hex pieces onto the boards in order to capture resources or activate special abilities, the same is true for Lisboa. Based on how you reconstruct the buildings of Lisboa on the board in this particular grid pattern, you'll be able to gain special resources and score additional victory points, especially at the game. So action cards are a super big thing in the game. Not, again, not just for set collections and victory points, but for actually actions that take in the game and basically what you do with them on the particular grid. So check out Lisboa. Definitely a little bit on the heavy side, but absolutely enjoyable.
1: Absolutely. Uh, All right, next up for me was the Manhattan Project Energy Empire. Uh, This game came out again in 2016. I guess that was a good year. And... (laughs) The, the thing about this game that really kind of connected me with Ark Nova is uh, there, there is an environmental theme and there is a tableau building, right? Those two things kind of overlap a little. But you have this kind of amorphous thing that you embody as the player, right? Where in Ark Nova, you are some conservationist body building a zoo, right? Where in Manhattan Project, you are a nation. Right, You are building up industry, commerce, and government to by acquiring different resources, building structures, tapping sources for energy, all that good stuff, right? And at the same time, while you're building your tableau, while you're trying to effectively take actions that allow you to build your country up with all of these amazing new energy developments of the 20th century, you're also dealing with the fallout of whatever happens from the actions that you take. Um, now... The, I I would say that Ark Nova is not quite so cynical. Obviously, the game is all about conservation. You're trying to help these animals. But you're also trying to take into account, like when you place animals out, how they're interacting with kind of the the resources that are in place there, how they interact with the other players. There are definitely those effects. And then there's a lot of information there in terms of how they're going to survive effectively, right? Like what they need, what resources they need, how they're going to get there, what how much you have to pay. And so you're always trying to do the right thing. But you're limited by the resources available with which to do the right thing. And uh, Energy Empire captures that really effectively, although, in again, in a little bit more cynical fashion. Um, if you're looking for a broader game, again, a little bit more interaction because there's worker placement elements to Energy Empire, but something a little bit broader that's looking at the environment as a whole, and basically the impact of the actions being taken rather than the fixes needed to resolve those actions, uh, the Manhattan Project Energy Empire does that really well. Um, Also happens to be one of my favorite games, so high up on the list for me.
0: Very nice. Well, again, one of the great things about Arc Nova is the actions that you get to take in the game. Those actions that you select based on the bottom cards that are available, really allow you to guide your success moving forward. So the game that I want to bring to your attention is Vladimir Suchi's Shipyard from 2009. So obviously we're talking about 19th century shipbuilding. And again, players take turns by choosing those special abilities on that action track in order to be able to do different activities throughout the game. So you might need to build up your ship at one point. You may need to be sail your ship at one point. Very similar to how you select certain cards and how you move your different resources or animals throughout the game, same kind of general action that takes place throughout. So as you move those action cards around, they will take different actions on that track. But in particular, the thing that really stands out with Shipyard and Arc Nova is you get to play this very cool little mini game of building up your own little territory and exploring. So with Shipyard, you get to do this as you're building up this wonderful ship of different parts to build up a whole ship, you know, particular length that you want to build and add a lot of cool stuff to it. But you also get this little ship, you know, travel area where you're sailing around different islands and different continents and you're traveling along picking up different resources. So you get to build a little tableau of just... Successful travel just for you, just like how Arc Nova has its own particular nature reserve that you're building out with those hexes. So, if you like action selection, that allows you to do a number of different things in the game and then build up your own solo, just yourself, your own little solo tableau of travel, building, exploration. And again, just like Arc Nova, when you hit certain spots, you'll score. Exp- extra abilities and resources throughout the game shipyard's amazing i love shipyard <laughs> so need to play
1: that uh oh so right. good yeah yeah it sounds really good so all right so the the theme of Ark nova you can tell a lot of my games are talking about the theme of Ark nova uh, mm-hmm. is that we have you know we're in a situation where a lot of animals are endangered or at risk and we need to help them and we need to do it in a way that's actually helpful for the animals and not just entertainment for the people. Right. And so there's this kind of balance between humanity and nature required for the game to, you know, for the world within the game to be effective. Um And that's played out through like the cards that you're playing, the, the way that you build your park, the way that the animals need to be inhabit the park. And so, and, and bear with me, this is one's a little bit more of a stretch, but I think it's good. Like I think if you like Ark Nova, you will like this game. And that's Ginkopolis um Mm -hmm. inkopolis is a game in which thematically it's the future about 200 years in the future but humanity has run out of resources right so now they have to build cities that really maintain a good balance between producing resources and consuming those resources um and so because there's limited space you need to use it efficiently which is very Comparable to Arc Nova, you only have that little board. You do run out of space eventually there. you have to use it efficiently. Um, you need to gather experts around you that are going to help you build the best possible city. Uh, Arc Nova, you're going to be playing those sponsors out. You're trying to build the best possible zoo. And you're taking these different tiles that are going to become available to you throughout the game. And you're placing them out and trying to generate the most possible, I guess, at the end of the day you're trying to generate points always games are points but it it, the way the game has you do it the way you engage with the the overall player space and again this one the player space is shared there's a lot of interaction in that way but you're taking cards you're playing them down in your tableau they allow you to place out onto the the shared space in ark Novitz, less of a shared space And you're trying to do it in an efficient way because that's the theme of the game is to be efficient and work within the confines of the limited resources that are available to you. Um, Both of these games really focus on that, the limits of an environmental space when we're trying to be conscious of it. And uh, both of them are a lot of fun in that way. And this game plays really well at two or three players, which I would argue is the best way to play Arc Nova as well. Um, Also has a good solo mode, which... Uh, Again, Ark Nova also
0: does as well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So again, Ark Nova is all about utilizing a incredibly large deck of cards that have all these different special abilities that you'll be able to put together in different tableaus. And again, a special little solo area in which you'll be able to plan out and build all of these living conditions and special park-like areas for the different animals. Hey, guess what? That also relates to one of my other favorite games, and another Vladimir Suchi game. I'm talking about Underwater Cities. So Underwater Cities, again, huge deck, 220 cards, all of different special abilities, scoring opportunities, tableau building, all those different icons that come into play. And you get to go through that deck. They, they come available on you know a particular grid-like area and each of those cards match up with different things that you'll be able to acquire throughout the game so whether it's special end game big bonus points or whether it's special technologies and abilities throughout the game or whether you're just you know drafting cards because again you know drafting cards huh Huh? arc nova but (laughs) where really it stands out most and really where it connects most to arc nova is that planning of those different living spaces. So for underwater cities, it's about all these, these different underwater biodomes and about these different connective passageways and different scientific laboratories and how it connects to the mainland. If you think about it, that's pretty much almost identical to ARC Nova, but ARC Nova is just animals, whereas underwater cities is, I guess, marine life, animals, and people. Because... You know, it's underwater, so you get to put these really cool bubbles together. And if you get the expansion, it offers really high quality pieces that come into play. Double, you know, depth boards and little tiny submarines that you can put into play for the game. So, underwater cities. It really is a perfect, perfect connection to Ark Nova. I mean, maybe it could be expansion to Ark Nova. I don't know, but <laughs> I like it a lot got the sex selection it's got the card drafting it's got the market of cards it's just underwater so you know an arc is a boat so close enough right yeah no you're, you're almost there man it's, the dots there are you connected you just gotta draw them in.
1: <laughs> all right so the last one for me is on the lighter side uh and this is my one of my favorite games from last year uh cascadia and so mm-hmm. Uh, Arc Nova, you're building a tableau, you're getting the animals into the zoo, you're doing the best you can and try to generate the most points out of it. Cascadia, you are building a tableau of these different uh, landscape tiles and you're placing animals on them and you're trying to generate the most points possible. It's really like a boiled down simplified version of really any tableau builder. Um, Cascadia really comes down to, it's like a spatial puzzle, like where you have a, You're going to get a pair of materials every turn. You're going to place them somewhere into your tableau and try to maximize the efficiency with which you place them to generate the most possible points. The themes kind of overlap a little bit, which definitely helps here. That's why I picked Cascadia not Calico. And it's just a lot of fun and it plays extremely well solo. I think I've played this game 10 times as much solo as I have with other people for that reason, similar to Ark Nova at this point. Um, if you do like Arc Nova and you like the animal aspect of it, you love the point-driven, tableau-building aspect of it, I
0: guarantee you will also like Cascadia. Uh, so check it out. All right. On the lightest side for me, we're talking about animals and how wonderful they are and how they need to be protected and saved and along with their natural habitat and forests. Well, here's a nice, light, fun game that utilizes all the fun of pulling together those great different card sets that you're able to put together. In this case, you'll be able to do some deck building along with some tableau building. And finally, actually put together your own particular little nature preserve full of wonderful trees. This is Living Forest. This was the game that recently we talked about for the, S- uh, yeah, Spiel des Jahres. This was the Spiel des Jahres nominee. And with Living Forest, you are selecting different animals to, you know, utilize them in a deck mechanic, but I'm assuming that they're here to support you as they lend you different resources throughout the game. So just like an Ark Nova, you select your animals. Just like an Ark Nova, you have an interesting little system that's just yours, and, and your particular little habitat will be all these different trees that come into play. And again, just like Ark Nova, based on where you place these trees, you'll gain special one-time bonuses or bonuses throughout the games. So you're going to build up your deck of all these wonderful animals. You are going to build your living spaces with these wonderful trees and protect them from all those little fires that are, occur. So again, if you're looking for something on the much lighter side of Arc Nova, you want to head over to some living forest.
1: Great pick. All
0: right, Anthony, if there's anything else that we wanted to let people know, if in case, you know, Arc Nova is, you know, a little bit of everything. So any other Gosh. games they should take a look at?
1: Yeah, I mean, we could go on forever. This game, again, it's a mishmash. Um, Mariposas, we talked about Wingspan, mm-hmm. but Mariposas is another amazing game from Elizabeth Hargrave Excellent. that I think got overlooked. Yes. Uh, Renature uh, was a Kramer and Kiesling game that is, it's a tile-lane game. It's more abstract, but it's about repopulating an area that's been ravaged by um, ecological disaster. Baron Park is is a game about conservation, building up bear parks. It's a little more on the zoo side of things, but you're placing out tiles. It's got the polyominoes. It's got the animals. Um, and then on the multiplayer solitaire side, we could go on for hours. <laughs> and we've mentioned some <laughs> of these already, but some of my favorites personally, Heaven and Ale, Orleans, Grand Austria Hotel, uh, Suburbia, Shakespeare, and basically anything Uwe Rosenberg makes that is, has enough spaces for you to go to like some of his worker placement games are a little tighter. Most of them you have enough spots to choose from. Um, Lots and lots of good stuff out there. It again, Arc Nova is drawing on so many different uh, original sources of different inspirations as a first time designer, especially obviously they took everything that they enjoyed and threw it in there. Um, So there's a lot of good stuff to, to look to but if you're looking you're looking for euros you're looking for tableau builders you're looking for good games that play uh like individual not a ton of interaction
0: there's a lot out there to choose from all right so that's everything for this week until next time this is chris and this is anthony and we'll save you all a seat at a table with Arc nova take care everyone